Welcome to This Week in Liberpods, your libertarian, voluntarist, anarchist, and agorist podcast test drive show. I'm your host, Nikki P. Let's check out five new podcasts. Our first podcast today is the Techno Agorist, hosted by Ryan over at the Make Liberty Great Again Network. The show style is short monologue. This is actually an entire episode. Ryan covers a wide variety of topics. Let's see what we got. Holy wow. The world seems to be melting down right now. I can't go anywhere on the internet at this point without being inundated with everything COVID-19. Whole countries are shutting down. States in the U.S. are shutting down. Cities are shutting down. Store shelves are empty, as are major roadways. The stock market is down and unemployment is at an all-time high. Yikes! It's the end of the world! Or is it? I made an episode a while back which was titled The Importance of Perspective. In it, I talked about how our inner state is determined by how we perceive the world around us. If all we can see is darkness, then we will be full of that same darkness. Now, we live in dark times. Bizarre, strange, surreal times. But if that's all we see, then that is how we will feel as well. Is this the end of the world? I don't know, maybe, but hopefully not. The thing is, even if this is the end of the world, how do you want to spend it? Do you want to spend your last days lost, confused, and scared? Heck no. Nobody should want that. The reality is that we are humans, and we are the most capable creatures on the planet. If I was to make a bet with Darwin, I'd say the skinny, hairless beasts with small muscles, fragile bones, and flat teeth would likely be the first to go in this dog-eat-dog world. And yet, here we are. We are humans. We survive. But even more so, we thrive in all parts of the world and have done so for countless thousands of years. There's no virus and no government that can remove that legacy from us. We are most human when we stand tall in the midst of fear and uncertainty. The reality is that you are the same person you were a day ago, a week ago, even a year ago. You are you, and no virus can change that. Your home is still your home, and your family is still your family. You still have a roof over your head and a bed to lay in at night. You still have running water and sewage disposal. Now, you might need to make some adjustments regarding what you eat, but you still have food to eat. You still have your car. You are still in control of your own body. Don't let yourself get sucked down the hole of darkness and despair that is the news and social media today. Take a moment to stop, to pause. I want you to go outside and look up at the sky. Seriously, do it. Feel the warmth of the sun on your face and the breeze against your cheek. Take a moment to not think about what everyone else is freaking out about, but instead to remind yourself of what remains. Hold out your hands in front of you, turn your palms up, and slowly let out a deep breath. Once again, that was the Techno Agorist podcast over at the Make Liberty Great Again Network. Our second clip today is from the Dangerous History podcast hosted by Prof. CJ. As the title would suggest, it is a history-type podcast, unique in its libertarian lens. Let's have a listen. The third documentary I want to talk about is Who Took Johnny? which came out in 2016 and was directed by David Bellinson, Sookie Hawley, and Michael Galinsky. And looking around at all the different places I looked at for these documentaries on this list, the only place I saw it currently, I think it used to be on Netflix, 
but it doesn't look like it is right now. And I saw it available to rent on Amazon Prime for $2.99, and I think it's definitely worth the $2.99 to watch it. This documentary is really a mixture of true crime and conspiracy, and so I think it would be of interest to lots of people in the DHP audience. The film looks into the disappearance of a guy named Johnny Gosh, who was an Iowa boy who disappeared while out on his paper route back in 1982, at which time I think he was 12 years old. So it's a child abduction story, and it digs into something known as the Franklin Scandal, which was kind of like an earlier, smaller scale, but still pretty elite-connected Jeffrey Epstein-ish pedophile ring that centered on a Nebraska Republican Party major donor named Lawrence King. By the way, some sources, including I think the film itself, if I remember right, say that Johnny Gosh was the first missing kid to ever appear on a milk carton, while other sources I've seen say that he was just one of the first. I'm not sure which precisely is correct, and really it probably doesn't matter a whole hell of a lot to the grand scheme of things. But anyway, the film centers on Gosh's mother, Noreen, who just keeps relentlessly digging into her son's disappearance and ends up finding all sorts of shady things. She also claims that Johnny came to see her 15 years after he disappeared and told her some of his story, but said he was living on the run, so he kind of disappeared again after he talked to her. The film also deals with another young man named Paul Bonacci, who claims to have been abducted into the same pedophile ring and knew Johnny Gosh and all that kind of stuff. And again, a very troubled young man who also is kind of living on the run after he gets out of this thing and whatever. So anyway, I won't give any more details here because I've probably already spoiled enough already if you've not seen the film. But suffice it to say, if you're someone like me who's always intrigued by the darker, hidden secrets of powerful people, you'll definitely be drawn into this movie, as disturbing as it is. The next movie I want to recommend is called Miru, and it's currently available on Amazon Prime free of charge. Miru came out in 2015 and was directed by Jimmy Chin and Elizabeth Chai Vassar Helye, and I'm not sure, Vassar Helyai, I guess, is how you say her last name. It's a little bit exotic. But anyway, this is a rock climbing, mountain climbing sort of film. And let me just say off the bat, I'm super acrophobic. Fear of heights is one of my three biggest phobias. And yet, despite that, or perhaps because of it, I'm very fascinated with all of the sort of extreme sports that deal with heights. Any kind of like skydiving, hang gliding, and also extreme mountain climbing, rock climbing, etc. These things fascinate me, even though I'm terrified of all of them. So this documentary, as well as the next one I'm going to mention, actually deals with pretty extreme rock climbing. So the film Miru deals with the subgenre of climbing known as big wall climbing. And if you're not familiar with what that term means, Wikipedia defines it as, quote, a type of rock climbing where a climber ascends a long multi-pitch route. So once again, that was Prof. CJ over at the Dangerous History Podcast. Our third clip today is from Anarchy Proper, hosted by JP Rebellion. The show style is irreverent interview. Let's take a look. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Dude. But this this time it's just specifically the yeah. What the fuck is wrong with kids these days, dude? I already feel old. But like, what the fuck? Honestly. No, for real. I I'm right there with you. It's all. It's just like you know. It's like high school. Like kids, uh, they just want to be liked, and they want. Uh, I don't know. They they want clout, like social currency, right? They want yeah some sort of recognition, and that and like uh. Twitter, TikTok, all these social media stuff is just kind of like a weird extension of that where it's now it's quantified. Now you have likes and now you have followers. Yeah. Uh, so they'll just do anything for clout. Uh, and it's, I mean, they were already like that and social media just made, made it worse. <laughs> no, dude, it made it a hundred times worse. There are people that do nothing for their jobs. Uh, all they ha- all they do is just tweet and they have a lot of Twitter followers and they, I don't know, they're social influencers or whatever. Uh, I'm yeah, influencer. what is that? Uh, I'm a fucking social media influencer. Yeah, I just have like millions of followers. <laughs> I've got uh, 2,500 followers on my Instagram. I'm an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure that and that doesn't even necessarily mean that you're making any money if you just have a lot of people that look at your free content. Uh, so I don't really get what the fucking huge deal of this is. Uh, I don't, I don't get where the. Did you see the video the I posted? <laughs> How do you not have a job? No, I didn't. Oh, no. So I posted a video a few days ago. Fucking, was it? No, it had been yesterday. Um, one of the fucking, one of those fucking TikTok videos. This kid walks up behind a fucking grown ass man. I just watched it. I'm looking at it now. <laughs> like, like, what do you think was going to happen? Dude, he fucking takes it and breaks Hell it. Hell yeah. And he's like, I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> It was hilarious. Oh, he goes up behind him and pretends to sneeze on the back of his head, but really it's just yep. a spray bottle. And then yeah. the man proceeds to wrestle it out of the kid's hands, more or less snaps it in half and spills the water and <laughs> slings the water all over. <laughs> the best part of that, though, is at the end of it, he's, he literally says, I'm a grown-ass man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit's hilarious. <laughs> Oh fuck! What the fuck? What else has been going on today? I saw. I, I came across a bunch of like random shit. I saw a. Uh, I, I have a, a list of things that happened uh, since the coronavirus. Like other things in the world that's happened since the coronavirus. You want me to read yeah. some of these? Yeah, go ahead. Um, we actually already touched on one of them. That's the Earn It Act. Um, the a second person was cured of HIV in the UK. So evidently oh. they have a, a real cure for AIDS now. That's awesome. Isn't that fucking wild? That is fucking, that's pretty good though. I mean, shit. Hell <laughs> yeah, man. Like that was the midst of all this fucking bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Like that was kind of like, I mean, of course, like AIDS, like no one who gives a fuck about AIDS anymore. I remember whenever AIDS was scary to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but like right. <laughs> now what is it you just like uh, have a cocktail what's the what's the uh guy Ma- magic johnson yeah the basketball player that got aids and yep. kept playing and he was fine because he just took a bunch of a few pills every day yeah yeah that was a uh, magic johnson <laughs> yeah dude um yeah harvey weinstein weinstein oh jesus fuck Found guilty. Ass fucking guy. <laughs> He's gonna die in jail, dude. Well, yeah. look, I while I have a complete disdain for people like him, I think Oprah should fall into that fucking mix too. You think who should? Oprah. Oprah oh, fucking really? Winfrey. 
because she is just as guilty as fucking peddling these fucking young girls into him as anybody else. Once again, that was Anarchy Proper, featuring guest Derek from the Burning Boots podcast. Our fourth clip today is from Wealth, Power, and Influence, hosted by Jason Stapleton. The show style is typically monologue with co-host banter. Let's see what we've got. And the question is, how do we solve this? What needs to happen now in order for us to heal and have a healthy economy moving forward? And that's the really sad part because the answer is we really need to do nothing. The most effective solution to the problem we now face is to do nothing, to allow for a massive amount of unemployment, a massive amount of essentially depression. The appropriate response is to allow the economy to implode and then allow it to zero out so that we can then build from a healthy foundation. Okay. But as Matt and I have talked about on this show uh, over the last couple of weeks, this is an impossibility at this point because the amount of pain that people would have to endure would lead to, imagine Venezuela, people starving, no food on the shelves, um, no, uh, uh, no money in anybody's pockets, people dying in their homes because they can't afford uh, basic medical supplies or, or, uh, or even basic medication. Um, all the wealthy people who actually have money leaving and going to other countries or to other places where things are better. This is riots in the street, civil war, militias and military groups. We're, we're talking about an entire collapse of the United States as a country. This is something that the government will not allow, which is why they stepped in with a $2 trillion savior policy or you know, um, savior bill that's essentially going to create a lot of new debt, which eventually will lead to even more inflation. And I think what's going to happen, and those of you who've been listening to the show for four or five years with me know that this has been my opinion since the beginning. Because the question is, how are we going to pay off the debt? How are we going to get rid of all this debt? How are we going to, you know, how are we ever going to, we're never going to be able to do it. And I think we will. I think what will happen is what you have spent a lifetime earning and saving is going to disappear, uh, disappear through inflation. I think eventually the debt super cycle ends with hyperinflation, a total and complete destruction of your savings and my savings and the retirement of millions and millions and millions of Americans. And then we start over. And then we do it all over again. And, you know, a hundred years from now, 200 years from now, our, our great, great, great grandchildren will be dealing with exactly the same thing that we're dealing with now. Because our memories are short. And because the stuff that we're talking about on this show, specifically as it relates to economics and politics, and specifically the monetary policy, it's very complex. It's not easy to understand. And more importantly, oftentimes the consequences of decisions are not readily apparent. So it's very difficult to, to tie, um, to tie causation, uh, you know, uh, action to effect. 
Okay, so one of the things we know when we study influence and persuasion is that what is visual is causal, meaning what we can see tangibly is what we perceive to be the cause of whatever it is is happening at the time. When in reality, the bulk of economics, what is causal is not very often visible. The consequences of decisions made years ago are affected today which is what makes me so angry when I see people like, we're going to use Nancy Pelosi because it was her article that I saw today in the, in the news, but it could just as easily be Donald Trump the other day when he was blaming the auto. Again, that was Wealth, Power, and Influence with Jason Stapleton and his co-host Matt. Our final clip today is from the Dissecting Liberty podcast, featuring hosts Cotton Arkist and Liberty Zero. The show style is typically two-man discussion. Let's see what we've got this week. See, I'm a machinist by trade. Oh, I'm dude, no way. So am I. Well, fucking A, dude. When you <laughs> dig into the machinist Bible, like you can get online and you can find all the information you need, speeds and feeds and whatnot. But when you get into the books, you learn, like, hold on, I can use lard as a fucking lubricant. You know, the internet doesn't really clue you into that. You've got to get into the old-timey knowledge to learn things. And, like, some crusty old machinists have taught mm-hmm. me more than I learned in, you know, trade school, period. Like, no, you're doing it all wrong. but they have a fucking point man and that knowledge is what's important and that's what we're losing currently you know if it's not on youtube then it doesn't fucking exist there's a lot of knowledge being lost that's that's all i'm saying oh yeah yeah like you you don't get no go ahead no yeah i was just gonna say like i know that uh well I, i work on uh, CNC machines. I don't. I don't run any uh, manual machines. But yeah, like if for some reason we had to go back to that because whatever EMP, uh, right? You know, whatever the the uh, power grid is compromised. Like I, I would have no idea, you know, what to do, and we'd be calling in I'm, like I'm a retired guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. I- I learned, I learned manual machinists, uh, uh, and then I was halfway through CNC and happened to get incarcerated because shit happens. And, uh, so yeah, I'm a manual machinist, (laughs) but it's all right. It stands me in good stead, man. I, I build robots, so it's good enough. Yeah. And you know, from what I understand, uh, like you can do some stuff on manual machines a lot easier than, you know, trying to do it on a CNC. Oh, it's about the feel, man. Uh, you're, you're, you're never going to crash your manual mill. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's akin to woodworking in that you've got to feel what you're doing. Mm. If that makes any sense. And I mean, and there's the fact, like when you're running a house, I, I can I can run CNC mills, but I don't program them. 
it, it, when you're running a house, everything's all away from you and in a cabinet and it's beautiful. But when you're standing in front of a mill or a lathe, that motherfucker is trying to kill you every minute that it's on. Like it is not your friend. It wants to grab your hand and just deglove your arm or grab your beard and flop you around like a fucking rag doll. Uh, and <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're dealing with that before you've had your coffee, it's a different level of going to work, you know, <laughs> oh, wake you up. The scariest videos are those industrial accident videos where someone gets caught on a spinning. Oh, God. Uh, oh, and just, it's just, I'm not even going to go into just how awful it is, but. Yeah. Everybody's talking about guillotines these days. You know, let's get some guillotines together. It costs 1200 bucks. You can do it with your Trump box. Again, our final clip was from the Dissecting Liberty podcast. We have reached the end of the episode, so if you like what we do, feel free to hit us up at This Week in Liberpods on Facebook, at Liberpods on Twitter, or Liberpods.com. If there's a show you think we missed, send it along. Also, to this point, there have been no repeats, so it is absolutely worth it to go back to episode one and start from the beginning. Lastly, be sure to check out our friends at Liberty Podcast Ranker. I hope the test drive was worth it, and have a good day. This podcast is a proud creation of the Mad Audio Lab. For more information, check out madaudiolab.com. This Week in Liberpods is part of the Liberty Hippie Podcast Network. If you like what we do, be sure to check out Homesteads and Homeschools, Peace Freaks, Cannabis Heals Me, and Free Markets Green Earth. We're living proof that libertarian doesn't mean washed up Republican.